is Ready to Rock Today, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1840 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. And from accomplishing goals to launching podcasts to creating funnels and webinars that convert, I have four free courses awaiting you, you Fire Nation, at eofire.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Stephen Cohen. Stephen, are you prepared to ignite? JLD, I have the fire department on standby. It is about to get really hot, (laughs) really fast. Yes, let's do this thing. Steve spent the last 10 years unlocking human potential, training thousands of people all over the world. He is a proud new father and zealous entrepreneur. And Steve, take a minute. Fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse in your personal life. My entrepreneurial journey, it started in 2011 when I turned a $3,000 investment into a $3 million global consulting company. And really for the last 10 years, I've traveled all over the world, training more than 4,000 people on how to be successful leaders. And then this past year, I launched my second company, which is a company called 21 Mill, focused on training millennials. And then my personal life, uh, I would say that recently I've been hardcore adulting. And what I mean by that is I recently married the love of my life, an incredibly special woman named Jen. I had my first child, a beautiful baby girl named Claudia. I sold my bachelor pad in downtown Denver, bought a, a nice family house in San Diego. And uh, I've been checking off like every major adult box you can think of. <laughs> well, I love it all. And I'd love to know specifically today what you consider your area of expertise is. I mean, you've developed as not just a human, but also as an entrepreneur. What do you specialize in? My specialization is what I call being electromagnetic. And really what that consists of is getting people excited about the things that I'm excited about. And Simon Sinek in one of his TED Talks says that when people believe what you believe, they will work for you with blood, sweat, and tears. And I would say I do a very good job of getting people to believe in what I believe. And this electromagnetic force allows me to have strong connections with the people who I operate with in my businesses. So this plays into business development, client relations, leadership, um, organizational culture. I mean, I'm definitely someone who does not lack in the passion and enthusiasm department. And these attributes have done wonders for my businesses. And, and specifically, even more so for me personally, I'm 32 years old. And in my primary business, my partners are both baby boomers. Out of the 4,000 people that I've trained over the course of the last several years, more than 90% are either baby boomers or Gen Xers. And I'm really like the youngest person at the table all the time. So I've needed to leverage this ability to get people excited and on board with what I want them to do really to get their buy-in and their commitment. Well, you're going to blink, Stephen. You're going to be the oldest person at the table. So enjoy it while you can is all I can say. Um, Tell us a little bit more about this. What was it? Electromagneticism? Electromagnetic. Yeah, it's it's a a combination of passion and enthusiasm and energy that really allows for people to just get excited when they're in your presence. What's something that we don't know about that that we probably should? 
I think how you show up, right, not only as an entrepreneur, but just as a person uh, has a, a, a really important aspect to how people build your credibility. And I know there's a lot of books in the leadership world around how to build credibility. And it's one of the single most important aspects to being successful as a leader. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, right, that grows a business, you're going to have to be a leader and having that credibility is super important. So, you know, making sure that you are mindful of how you're showing up, how you are, you know, reflecting on to others and how you're just getting them pulled into whatever it is you're doing, you know, has a really important impact to your bottom line. Steven, you're 32 years old. You've had some ups, you've had some downs. I want to talk about the lowest of the low and the business side, your worst entrepreneurial moment. Take us there. Tell us that story. It's still very fresh. So if I start to get emotional, JLD, just bear with me. I'll bear with uh, you, brother. I appreciate that. I got the virtual tissues. You know what? If you get the sniffles, just just, (laughs) let it go, brother. Just let it go. So it it actually happened this past December. So my primary business, we started in 2011 and our goal was to do 200K uh, in revenue. And that year we did 750K in revenue. In 2012, we got up to over a million. In 2013, over a million five. And in 2014, we did over 3.2 million. So, I mean, this business was growing like wildfire. Life was good. um, And we saw just a lot of successes. So this business is is primarily focused in what we call heavy hauling industry. So mining, oil and gas construction, et cetera. And in 2015, I mean, we really started to feel a painful shift in the market. And we lost more than half of our business basically overnight. 60% of our revenue came from a huge client in South Africa who hired us to do tons of different training events. And uh, when their commodity price hit record lows, they removed all of the vendors from their operation. So that year, we ended up doing just over a million in revenue, which was down from the 3.2 million the year before. In 2016, we did under a million dollars. So, I mean, we... We saw these huge hits with which regards to our, our project flow, um, our pipelines, just revenue, cash on hand, and it was really scary. I mean, so much so that we had to, you know, get rid of our really cool office space in downtown Denver. We had to let go of ninety percent of our workforce and we scaled back in a big way. And this past December, the the lowest moment is when I actually started looking for jobs. I mean, I was curious to see what was out there because I wasn't sure that we were gonna make it. We had about 40 grand left in the bank account and we did some soul searching and we were able to really change the way that we were doing some of the core components to our business. Primarily, we had subcontracted out a lot of work and we decided that the three partners would take on all of the projects that were coming in and retain 100% of the profit. We modified how we were doing our sales. We brought on some different offerings that we pitched to loyal clients who decided to bring us back in. And then we lowered our price point almost in half based on the market conditions that were present. And really, you know, as you look at this year to date, um, we're back on track. We're going to execute over a million and a half in revenue. And the, the important part of this is our, our revenue for this year, what we're actually going to keep and profit far exceeds any year that we've ever been in business. So, you know, even when we did 3.2 million in revenue, uh, we're going to see a lot healthier profit margins and the biggest learning for me as an entrepreneur, you know, that seems kind of like 
I don't know, a no-brainer, but it's not so much about how much revenue you generate, it's about how much you keep. And as we look at, you know, our growth moving forward, being much more mindful of our operating costs and our margins and what we're doing and how we're doing it is really, you know, going to be critical as we look at the future. And I always stress to Fire Nation, it's all about the profit margin. It's all about the net profit. I don't care that you're making $10 million gross when your expenses are $12 million. That's a horrible business. But if you're making $200,000 and your expenses are $50,000, like you have a pretty awesome business. So Fire Nation, it's all relative. And there's a book, Profit First by Michael Michalowicz. Great book for entrepreneurs to read about that. You know, that's why when I have these Amazon entrepreneurs come on to the show and they talk about how they just, you know, did... $25 million in, in gross sales in Amazon last year. I'm like, okay, well, what's your profit margin on every sale you're making? And they're like, oh, well, two cents. And I'm like, well, then that's not really a business. That business made $23,000 last year. I mean, you know, that's not something to really be celebrating. We need to look at that as an issue, as a problem, because it's bottom line net profit. So make sure you know your numbers, Fire Nation. Steven, just one sentence. What do you want to make sure our listeners get from your worst moments? be mindful of what we call active learning. So because we were in such a state of chaos and we were really having to figure out lots of solutions and apply lots of changes, we were really focusing on taking, you know, the things we were learning from the TED Talks and the books and the different types of, you know, e-learnings that were out there on, you know, how to do some of the stuff with the sales and with our branding and with our product development and strategic planning. And through this concept of active learning, we made sure to put very specific steps in uh, the right process to make sure that we were actually applying the learning and following up on it and checking in to see, you know, was it having the, the intended uh, impact that we wanted it to? And if not, what changes do we need to be making? So I think active learning would be the most important takeaway as I look at, you know, how we saved the business um, this past year. Steve, what's one of the greatest ideas you've had to date? What's that aha moment you think would be valuable to share with Fire Nation? Take us there. Tell us that story. The aha moment actually happened two years ago when taking a shower, right? And I think like all amazing ideas, they tend to come to you uh, when you're in the shower, just thinking about life in general. And really the idea came um, based on, a conversation that I had with a recent client and they had asked me to build a module, a training module on how to deal with millennials in the workplace. And for two years, really, I had consistently heard from my clients about the importance of, you know, training the the leadership team on how to interact with these younger employees. So in the shower that day, I was just thinking about this, this module and what I wanted to include. And my thinking shifted to, well, you know, we're providing content to the the leaders of these young professionals, but what are the young professionals getting with regards to their training and development? And uh, I took that idea out of the shower. I jumped onto my computer and for two weeks, I basically scoured every internet website that I could find um, around this concept of millennial training. And I was unable to find anything that aligned with this, this idea and probably the most unique 
aspect to what I did next is instead of building out this really detailed business plan that, you know, hit on all of the market conditions and mapped out exactly what this business would do, I found four really brilliant entrepreneurs, these these super successful guys, some of which I had worked with in the past and, and some of which I came across while I was doing my research. And I, I got them together to really help you know, build the foundation for our new business um, at a really early stage in the process. And I would say that their involvement, you know, really, really early on uh, shaped the business in ways that I would have never have come up with on my own. So, you know, between the five of us, we bootstrapped everything, self-funded the development of our training technology and the curriculum and building out all of our branding and our systems. And we are only a couple of months into formally running this new endeavor. And we've already had just tons of success. We've had interest from big companies like ESPN and Bacardi and Delta and Toyota. And we've developed a consumer product and a B2B product and both are just killing it right now. So, you know, um, it's been a a really good run uh, as we've just really kicked off and launched. So Steve, in one sentence, and not like your 17 run-on sentence answer from the worst moments, what do you want our listeners to take away? Sum it up, brother. Be concise. The active learning is what is most important to take away. So for any entrepreneur who is wanting to build skills or build knowledge around, you know, the different aspects to running a business, be very mindful of what you're learning and very focused on putting it into action um, so you can actually see the learning come to life. Oh, much better. Mark Twain would be proud because, you know, he shared the quotes. I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. Because Fire Nation, it's tough to be concise. So Steve, (laughs) let's talk about what you're most fired up about today, right now. My most passionate um, entrepreneurial focus right now is training young people, right? training millennials. And 93% of millennials say that they crave lifelong learning experiences, and they're actually willing to spend their own time and money on extended training. So really, I've been spending a lot of my energy on figuring out ways to best train this demographic and you know, make sure that millennial professionals have the tools to be successful in whatever you know, endeavor they, they decide to take on in life. Fire Nation, if you think SC has been dropping value bombs thus far, you'd be right. But guess what? More are coming in the lightning round, which is coming up after we thank our sponsors. If you're not much of a designer but are looking for ideas for your next logo, website design, or even your new business cards, then DesignCrowd can help. DesignCrowd gives you access to over 550,000 creative minds from around the world who will help you come up with your next design. Plus, DesignCrowd makes it super simple. All you have to do is submit your brief, and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to review, provide some constructive feedback, and you can quickly generate multiple designs that you love and that fit your needs Why pay expensive fees and wait weeks for an agency to pitch an idea where you can have exactly what you need within just three days? Design Crowd is so confident that if you don't like any of the submitted designs, they'll give you your money back. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer for Fire Nation. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire. Steve, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Let's uh, let's do this thing. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I don't know if there was ever anything that was holding me back. I 
think like many of the people you have on the podcast, a lot of the entrepreneurs have been entrepreneurial since birth. It was more so having the understanding and awareness that I could be an entrepreneur. And when I graduated from college, I got a job working as a consultant. During that experience, I met two guys who pitched uh, a business idea to me. And after the pitch, I left 100% knowing that that's what I wanted to do. So, I mean, in in a very, I guess, irresponsible fashion, I quit my great job. I moved back home with mom and dad. I started the business and, you know, things really took off. So more so just having the awareness that that was even an option for me and then coming up with the idea. What is the best advice you've ever received? Someone told my mom when I was in kindergarten that I was the most self-motivated kindergartner that they had ever seen. And my mom has told me, you know, throughout my entire life about my ability to be self-motivated. And Angela Duckworth in her book, Grit, does a really good job of talking about, you know, overcoming obstacles and keeping your eye on the prize and working hard. And I would say that, you know, I've kind of taken that feedback that I got when I was little and I made it a, a core behavior and how I, I operate on a daily basis. And it has done wonders. I mean, being focused and, and hardworking and diligent, uh, I think is, is essential. You know, it's interesting. And this could be uh, a nursing topic for the parents that are out there. I was reading something recently where they were talking about, you know, you got to be very careful about the words that you use to praise your kid, because it's been shown that if you tell your kid, or you praise your kid by saying, oh, you're so smart, then they actually start doing whatever they can to avoid situations where they might not be shown as smart because now you think that they're smart and they, they think that you think that they're smart. They want to be careful not to like change that prerogative. But if you say things like, oh, you are a hard worker, they're going to continue to do things to prove that they're a hard worker or you're self-motivated. They're going to continue to do things to show they're self-motivated. So have you given any mindset about that, Steve, as a new parent? Yeah, I mean, we do a lot of my my baby is three months old, JLD. So I still have a little bit of time before. Never too early I, to start thinking. About I know, it. I know. I just I'm giving her lots of love right now, uh, more physically. But I, we teach a lot of feedback classes, and it's important that you know the more specific you are with your feedback, um, the more real it is, and, and the better the understanding is. So yeah, I'm a huge proponent of like positive reinforcement appreciative inquiry, you know, making sure that people are encouraged, right? Encourage their heart, which is mm. a great leadership principle um, by uh, Kuzis and Posner. So yes, definitely uh, do it. And once my baby gets old enough to where I can shower her with lots of positive reinforcement, I will be uh, able to do that most definitely. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm still fleshing that out, trying to see uh, what I actually think about that. But I think it's an interesting thought. Now, what would you say is a personal habit that contributes to your success? Out of all of the habits, I would say that active listening, like really being able to connect with another human being and, and making sure that you know they are the only person in the room when you're having a conversation, giving them your undivided attention, that 100% um, is the most important habit. The 80-20 rule, right? Allow them to speak 80% of the time and you speak 20%. Be more of a facilitator than a conversationalist. And but then what I happens when the other person's trying to do the same thing? Then you're just asking lots of questions back and forth, right? <laughs> no, you talk. You talk. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, then you, then when it's your turn to talk, you better talk with conviction and you better have some good stories and some insightful things to say. <laughs> but 
you know, more often than not, when I have conversations with people, uh, rarely are they wanting to do what I'm trying to do to them, right? So uh, putting that first, uh, I think is really important. Recommend one internet resource. The last resource that I, I leveraged that was awesome was Fiverr.com. So Fiverr has two R's and specifically I use it for lead generation. So I had to build these lead lists and it was taking me forever. And a buddy of mine uh, suggested I go on to Fiverr and for $150, I had someone build me out a, a lead list with a thousand names for targeted companies and targeted titles. Oh. And it saved me tons of time. So that's a good one. Recommend one book and share why. The book is called The Age of the Unthinkable, and it's written by a guy named Joshua Cooper Ramo. And the book, similarly to the book Originals by Adam Grant, does a good job of taking really successful people through history and walking through how they were able to change history by doing things that were unthinkable. There's lots of really good stories, um, and there's some really good insights into you know how to separate yourself from the pact. Stephen, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. The best way to connect with me would be uh, Steve C at 21mil.com. And the, the piece of guidance would be to continue to sharpen your saw, one of the concepts from the seven habits of highly effective people. And for those who are interested in sharpening the saw, um, if you go to our website, 21mil.com backslash fire, we have a really great discount for any of those people who are wanting to continue their learning. 21mil.com slash fire. And Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with SC and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Steve in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. I just want to say, Stephen, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, JLD. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Stephen today. And if you're ready to master productivity, master discipline, and master focus in just 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com. Use promo code podcast and you'll be rocking it. And I'll catch you on the flip side.